It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. We celebrate the United States as the home of the brave, thanks to Americans like Pat Rudd. At 101 years old, she's a remarkable member of our greatest generation. During World War II, she missed her deployed brother so much that she wanted to follow him into the service. When she was told that she could not do that, her response was, oh, yes, I can. She went on to make history, becoming one of the first women deployed overseas during the war through the volunteer program. She served in Hawaii after Pearl Harbor, teaching sailors reading and writing and working at the hospital there. And decades later, she still helps our soldiers doing needlework for patients at VA hospitals. We are honored now to be joined by Pat Rudd. Hi, Pat. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's great to talk to you. Thank you. So, Pat, I, I want to put that picture back up because it's just darling of you as a teenager wanting to get involved in what was going on in World War II. Tell me a little bit about how you pursued this drive of yours to, to be part of the effort to win World War II. Well, when I was in boot camp at Hunter College, uh, I left there and was signed to my service in D.C. And while I was there, I would go out on my day of off and go to visit everything that I could. And one day I was in the Senate and I happened to be there the day they passed the bill for us to go overseas. And I was so excited, I went back straight to quarters and signed up for uh, volunteering to go. And I was chosen for, of one of them to be in the first 200 to go. And so that was a thrill to begin with. That's fantastic. So you joined the WAVES, which is the Women Accepted for Volunteer Emergency Service. And there were a lot of young women, actually, who wanted to be part of that first wave, if I can put it that way. And uh, you were chosen. So you're one of 10 children. And as I mentioned in the introduction, one of the things that you wanted was to, to just follow in your brother's footsteps, right? Yes, I wanted to do that. Thank you. So tell me about your brother and tell me about wanting to serve as he was serving. Well, he was a gunner's mate on, uh, and was at sea most of the time. And I never did get to see him when I was in Hawaii. Uh, he came right after I left. So, uh, but we, were, we worked in a factory together before we ever went in the service. And so... Uh, after he left, I kind of wanted to go. So that's why I joined. So what was it like for you when you got to Pearl Harbor? And tell me a little bit about what you remember about working in the hospital there. Well, the main thing is our trip to start with was very, very rough going over from Oakland, California. 
and um, we went to Seattle and picked up 2,000 soldiers, and then we left and went to Hawaii, and we had a great greeting there with all the people uh, having lays ready for us to when we got there. And as far as my duty was concerned, I was assigned to the education office where I uh, taught illiterates to where they could read and write. And what a joy it was to have a boy come and say, I got a letter from my mom and I can read it. That is amazing. It's hard. Yeah. it's hard to tell. You know what? Uh, in when all you these years, this. yes, I'm sure you remember that young man, that young man very clearly, don't you? The untold story continues right after this. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. And that was my duty, actually, as an education office. But um, when uh, we were off duty and they had other things that had to be done, we all broke in and helped because we had lost so many men. Mm -hmm. So, you know, talk to me about some of the patients at the hospital and what they had been through. And were you able to talk to them and comfort them? Do you remember any of them specifically, Pat? Yes, I do. Uh, I had met one man dancing at Seattle when we stopped there, and we were only allowed to tell our name, and I just called my nickname, which was Pat. And then uh, when we got over there, I had an office uh, right near the captain's office, and I would watch down the hall for him when he was at lunch. And I found a man walking in the hall outside, so I got up to question. And here it was the young man that I had met in Seattle. And so we had chow together, and then he had to go because he was a pilot. And so then uh, it was about three months later, and I got a call from the hospital that somebody wanted to see me. and. I walked to halls to see if I could find him because that's what you had to do. It was just rows of beds of injured. And I found two stumps exercising and I found that that was my friend. And so I cried and he said, don't cry. I'll be in California shortly playing golf. And that was the end of my sight for him. And I heard from him later, but that was it. So that was the worst thing I went through. I'm sure he was comforted to see you uh, and to hear your familiar yes, voice. Yes, So what a service yes, that was. I'm sure you, you warmed his heart in that difficult moment for him. So tell me a little bit, Pat, about... very hard. Yeah, I can, I, I can imagine. And, um, and I think it's an incredible service that you did, just to, to comfort, to help some of these young men read and write, and then to be with them during a difficult moment like that is just an enormous service to your country. And I know that you, um, that you, you know, obviously you felt that along the way. Tell me a little bit about meeting your husband. I met my husband on a tennis court there and um, I enjoyed that. We, we played tennis every chance we got. And then we would date and go to the different things that we were allowed to go to. 
and uh, I did get to go to dinner out in a Chinese restaurant one night while we were stationed there, but then he got sent home, finally discharged after his work, and he was a boatswain mate and he uh, helped uh, beach the Mars when it came over to, to deliver our mail. And so then, how did you reconnect and get married? You were married for 71 years, I believe, right, Pat? Yes, ma'am. He went to my home after he got out of the service and just waited for me to be discharged. I didn't get out till about six months later. So you and made a big impression on him. Six months after that, we married about six months later. And tell me about your life with, with Gerald. Well, um, he eventually became a bricklayer and did a beautiful job. And uh, we had our first child, and I didn't work at that time until she was school age. And so from then on, we both had careers in Orlando, Florida. He was a bricklayer, and I went to work for a printer. And uh, then I went to work for Martin Marietta. And from then on, I was a banker and retired from SunTrust Bank after 17 years. And he retired as a superintendent in his construction company. You know, when you look back on your life, Pat, and your husband's life and your service to this country, you know, what do you say to your children at this point about the country and, and how you feel about the country and the direction that it's headed in at this point in your life? Well, I say that I've had a wonderful life. I can't ask for any better. The time right now is a little hard for me after being this long and I will be 102 in August and uh, there's been many many changes in our life since I was born and I really prefer back when rather than now but it's a blessing that I've had. And tell me about that you know because I, I think there's a an important message that you have from your experience. So I, I, I would love for you to share what you think you would like us to focus on as Americans in this country right now and what you want us to make sure we remember going forward. Well, I just remember that I was uh, able and privileged to serve our country as long as I did. And I'm, I'm blessed with how everything has happened in my life and I couldn't ask for more. What would be better than that? Nothing. You have made a, such a significant contribution to our country, and I, I love the pictures that you shared with us um, about you know when when you were a younger woman, but you still you look beautiful at 101, almost 102. Pat, how are you going to celebrate your birthday this year? I don't know. I'd like to go back to Alaska and be with my family because they're just about all there. But I don't know if that's going to be able because I have planned trips and honors to go to different places. And I'd like to continue serving as far as I can. Well, that's amazing. So, you know, what, what do you think the secret is to your health and your longevity, Pat? Everybody asks me that, and I just tell them the good Lord and VA, 
Well, that's a good combination. And tell me, before I let you go, tell me about the needlework that you still do for the VA hospitals, Pat. Well, I do all kinds of blankets, and I take those to the VA, and then we do a lot for just local people that uh, we can help. And my main large piece of work is a Last Supper, which is over nine feet long, and it hangs in my living room. And I've enjoyed all that needlework that I can do during this time because I have I live alone, and so uh, I have plenty of time to help others. Well, you are a real inspiration, Pat, to everybody who's listening to this. And I thank you so much. I would love to see a picture of your Last Supper needlework. If you, if you have a, a way to send us a photo of it, we, we would love to see it, okay? I can do that. Oh, that thank would be you. great. That would be great. Pat, thank you so much. All, all good wishes to you, and God bless you. And I, I will all be praying for you for your big birthday in August, that you have continued health and happiness. Thank you for your service and to I the country. And I thank you so much for, thank you so much for the interview, and I appreciate it very much. Take care, Pat. God bless. You too. Thank you. You've been listening to The Untold Story with Martha McCallum. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Make sure to rate and review. For more podcasts, go to foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in free-fall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.